Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. You're listening to the new WCEG network on WCEGtalkradio.com, live stream tab, or watch us live on your smart TV, YouTube, WCEG network. I'm Dr. Charles Ross, the host of Your Personal Finance, and for the next hour, we're the Worldwide Community Empowerment Group, where we speak life into the community. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and on Instagram at WCEG underscore talk underscore radio and at WCEG network. Of course, last but not least, the topic and opinions of this show is all mine and the guests, so don't try to sue WCEG network. And don't try to sue me either. <laughs> I got $300, $300 an hour toy attorneys that need something to do. <laughs> well, joining me today, I'm so glad to have Chanel Baker with me. She's called the mobile home mom. Her story starts as an underplayed flight attendant. And her day would start at 3 a.m. and drive an hour to work and sit and wait to be scheduled to fly out for, get this, $1.50 an hour. So all those folks want to be flight attendants, be careful. And she's decided to become a mobile home investor. In her first year following this decision, she completed 22 flips and made over six figures in profit. So we're going to listen to her because she knows what she's doing. So, uh, Chanel, so tell us, so are you, now I understand you're from Columbus, Ohio, or you just live there right now? Yep, I'm from Columbus. That's right. Okay. And uh, have you ever lived anywhere else? That's pretty much I have not. Always dreamed to live in Florida, though, so that's my long-term goal. <laughs> we were talking before the show started. She's going to find and find some mobile homes down there that she can that she can do. So, you know, why? I guess one of the things I want to get out of the way. Why? And we were talking before the show started, and about mobile home investing, and that there's this image of mobile home investors, uh, rural, uh, low income, uh, don't have really a lot of money. Uh, and that the mobile homes are dilapidated and broke down. So why should somebody consider investing? What is the, the things that, that, that makes mobile home investing so excited? Oh, absolutely. Because first off, there's not a lot of competition. When you're in real estate, there is a lot more competition, a lot more people, uh, a lot more sharks out there than it is with mobile home investing because a lot of people don't know too much about it. Uh, they don't even know if it's really a thing. I mean, you can go right to your backyard and see a mobile home park that needs some help. 
and you could be that person to say, Hey, like, um, I'm bring, I can bring this park up to, uh, you know, uh, bring some value into this park and, um, bring in some good buyers in here. And I mean, when you're telling these people like, man, I could use some help or, we or there's people out there that are in a situation where they're they can't afford their home especially in times like these this past year um i mean they sell like hotcakes i i I, even if it's a handyman special or or a home that's like all the way done up like it's never going to sit on the market for no more than a month and that's on a bad on a bad uh uh what's the word i'm trying to say like a bad area or so so Um, I mean, it's just, it's next to none. And, and I mean, the knowledge that you need to have into a mobile home, I mean, just getting in there and to just figure out, I mean, these things are, you have double wides or you have single wides, you don't need a lot of knowledge or, or like, um, like your basic plumbing and your electric and your, just your simple things. So if you're coming from real estate and you're wondering like, man, I wonder if, you know, I can just rent out a few mobile homes. You already got a, a step foot in because you got some experience just from real estate and you already have your contractors and stuff. But I mean, for me, why is because when I first started, I didn't have a lot of capital. Okay. Um, I, I ran off of, I had two credit cards um, with $2,000 credit limits at the time. And I had a little bit of cash on the side and uh, we just bought this one mobile home my first deal was really rough, but we bought it for really cheap. I maxed out my credit cards and I sold it like the next day, but I was like, man, I really sold it the next day. So I know like this, this could be a thing. Uh, now it's back in 2016. Wow. So walk us through that. You say you didn't have a lot of capital. How much money, <clears throat> like with real estate investing, I'm in the, and we talked, you know, during the break, then I'm in the sub 50 market where I'm buying properties below $50,000. Uh, and I'm assuming that you're not buying mobile homes at that price. So give us, walk us through an example of, of, of uh, the type. Well, first, before we say that, just like in single family home investing, there's all kinds of ways like flipping, wholesaling, um, buy and hold, you know, all these things. Are those type of different radiations available in mobile home investing as well? Absolutely. I've done it all. I have moved homes from land into park you can seller finance you can rent them out you can wholesale you can fix and flip anything you do in single family homes you are able to do that with mobile homes because not only that you have your buyers and your sellers market but you have managers and owners that need help so if you bring them a deal and just say hey i'm the middleman you know, uh, talking to these investors are a lot easier too because they just want to deal, and but they don't want to go out there and really look. But the deals will come to you because you got that reputation of you know you sell and buy mobile homes. So right. anything with real estate, you can do that with mobile homes as well too. So give me, give us, run us through that first deal and and how how you was able to sell it literally the next day. That's a that's amazing. You know, first. Oh, of all. absolutely. Well, uh, I, I'm. My story, my very first story, a lot of people are intrigued by it because it's me and my fiance. Um, with our very first deal, uh, he had, we went to this one park, it's maybe 10 minutes down the road from us. In a park, you usually have to do an application, meaning they don't want any backgrounds, they don't want any evictions, um, I mean, the whole nine. So with me, I couldn't apply for it because I didn't make a lot of income at the time, mm-hmm. but my fiance did, but he had a background. But how he came into this uh, park was, I mean, he just talked to the park owner and was just like, you know what, um, I'm, I am here, I can help out. 
with this um with this park i mean he was just giving the whole value here and the park owner was like well i mean park standards you're gonna have to do the application my fiance got denied because he had he has two felonies in his background but we wasn't going to let that stop us mm -hmm. the park manager was like or the park owner lives out in california just want to make the money he was like man i mean what's going on like why are you getting denied and he's like listen i'm turning a whole new leaf i'm starting a new family i'm trying to you know i'm just making it out here i, I just got out like i mean it, and he was like you know what the park owner i mean these are just real people the park owner was like listen i hear you and i'm, I'm going to trust you on this so I'll go ahead and, and I'll approve you in our very first part. Crazy. Like, I, I still can't believe it to this day with that. Because a lot of people just, I'm like, oh, you're denied. Just find something else. So we get in this park anyways. And the park was selling us a mobile home. We didn't know how to negotiate. We didn't really know what was going on. So we bought it too, for way too much. We bought it for $2,500. Um, and it needed a lot of work. Um <laughs> Now, now we would have bought that for free or like $500 or something like that. So anyways, we bought it for $2,500 and we did it like some HD DTV type stuff. Did it all the way up, put granite, new countertops. I mean, it was a whole nine. So we put a lot of money into it. But at the end of the day, we built up a relationship with um, a, a buyer who called me. I had put it up on Craigslist before we even got done with it. Okay. And um, I mean, I had it looking like a drive-through and, um, but they were like, we'll take it. Like, um, and at the time I didn't know what the value was. I should have, I shouldn't have sold it for that cheap, but I was just nervous of just trying to sell it. So, uh, a lot of lessons and a lot of bumps down the roads with my first deal, but we used that money and we just used it on another mobile home and, and did it way more, uh, correctly and, um, so that was pretty much of how my first deal went. A lot of money into it, didn't profit much, but $500. It got denied by the park, so we had to go through that, so. <laughs> well, how did you, and I guess we didn't even talk about, how did you even decide that mobile home investing was going to be your ticket to wealth? I mean, I'm, did you look at other opportunities? So how did you uh, settle on mobile home investing? So about five years ago, it's 2016, we, uh, my fiance has a history of um, doing single family homes for a long time. Mm -hmm. And out here, it's okay. Um, but we wanted something that was going to be turn around quickly um, and profit pretty quickly. Single family homes, we were in these houses for like months. Sometimes it sat on the market a little bit. But um, so how it came across was my fiance, he was just getting on um, YouTube and just looking up some stuff on uh, Google about mobile homes and how much they're selling for. And he's like, man, if I could sell, if these people are buying like these mobile homes for 40, 50,000, like I wonder really how much work they're putting into it. So he just started doing the whole thing with single family homes and then mobile homes. Like, okay, mobile home, you don't really need a lot of work to it because it's like a 14 by 70 box single family home. You can put in about 80 grand, but you know, so how that really came about was, um, we didn't have a lot of capital back then. We were wholesaling houses back then, but that was okay. Um, but how it just was, was just doing our own studies of, of mobile homes. Like just got on Google, looked up mobile homes and just started calling around and seeing if anything was for sale. Looked on our Facebook marketplace and saw if anyone was selling any and just kind of talking to people and seeing where would this even go. So that's how that started.
So it, it sounds like it was a um, a cost issue. In other words, cheaper to get into mobile homes, whereas, and I don't know what the market is like in Columbus, Ohio, um, in terms of the price point for you know decent housing. So that could be, yeah, I could see that being a big a big factor in trying to do that. So do you focus mostly on fix and flip, or do you have some things in your portfolio that you're holding on to? In the beginning, it was for the first two years, we did a lot of fix, fixing and flipping. Um, we would just try to always uh, triple our money when we uh, would flip them. But over the past couple of years, I've been holding on to a lot or just doing seller financing, um, meaning I would just take down. So if we put, on average, I put about six grand into a house. I would always try to get at least half the money down as a down payment and then the rest on terms for at least maybe five to six years, just to generate that passive income. It brings the bar up a little bit higher for purchase price. And I mean, um, seller financing. Normally what happens is seller financing, they done saved up enough money. And uh, they're like, you know what? I'm ready to move into a house. I had it to where this one lady, she only was like two payments out of owning her home, but she wanted to move to Florida. And so she was like, hey, I'm getting all my stuff out. Um, uh, I'll just give you the keys. And so I just wow. bought somebody else in and did the same thing for another five, six years term. Yeah. So, so I like the financing. So in, in that situation, I mean, she didn't give you the house. You, you did sell a financing on that sell one. Financing. Okay. So you said, here's the keys and just pay me X amount over so many years to, you know, to, uh, based on the sale price. So with mobile homes, is there a, a rule of thumb in terms of the pricing is it by square footage or how do you determine how much to pay because i mean you're talking you know five thousand dollars to you know you haven't mentioned anything over ten thousand dollars so far so <laughs> you know i mean so if 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 you're putting five ten thousand dollars into it and or let's say five grand and then you do i guess if you do some rehab and everything how much can you particularly sell it for on average? I mean, could you double your money on something like that? I get this question a lot. A lot of my students is, how do you value a mobile home? This isn't like real estate where you can just go, you know, a street or two over and, you know, just pull comps. It's really honestly of how, what you feel like your home is. You're giving somebody a livable space that is affordable, that's um, livable, and that's all that they really care about. They don't really care about the granite or the, the nice little bells and whistles that come with it. They just want clean livable and cheap payments you know so um in this case i mean i I don't remember where i was going with this (laughs) well i mean we were talking about uh you know um oh the value your value how do you value how do you value something for five thousand versus twenty five hundred versus ten i mean how do you yeah so normally okay in this case it goes by area I know here in Columbus, we got suburb areas. So if you're in an area that there's A plus schools, there is, um, I mean, the park is, is, you know, they got a swimming pool, they got a playhouse. Now it just depends on the park and it depends on the area. Now I work with both. I worked with um, like 55 and older communities where they don't really play about anything. And I worked with like kind of in the... um, Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. I don't want to say, like, the hood or anything, but, you know, in the areas where it's a little bit more rougher. 
Um, I want to say though, like how I value it is if I go in there and I talk to a park manager and I just say like, Hey, you know what? Um, if I was able to fix this up and bring it up to park standards, how much can I sell this for? Now that's if I have no idea about like, if I'm a brand new investor, you can always do that. But for me, I always just kind of look around and say, okay. Um, or I'll look at other parks that might be in that area as well. And you can always um, drive around and see or call around and see um, what those managers might say as well. Like, okay, a 14 by 70 um, in this area, you can usually go for 20,000. 55 and older community, suburb area, great schools. This park is clean as can be. That can go for a lot more. So it just kind of depends on your own type of studies and what you're doing and talking to. Sometimes the um, like if you get out there and you talk to the maintenance man, uh, he's just out there making the hourly wage. He'll make a good connection with him. He'll tell you as well. So, mm. so you can't go on any of the popular real estate sites like Zillow or Realtor or Trulia and find out this stuff. <laughs> Absolutely okay. not. No, there is no big website to even try to find anything like that. It's just all about being a people person, talking to these managers. You can talk to maintenance men. You can even talk to the people who've lived in the park for 50 years and say, hey, well, you know, I've seen that home go for this. or um, And it's up to really you. They can tell you numbers, but it's really up to you. I mean, now, that's what media is. We, when, you, when you find these mobile homes do you ever have to move them somewhere like move them from where they are to another park or say they're in an open field somewhere and the person still owns the land and wants to just get rid of the mobile home have you had those situations come up where you have to move absolutely okay. absolutely i have had homes on farms i've had homes on lands and they're like you know what i'm getting a new house built here so just take this mobile home i've had a lot of free mobile homes like that because they don't want anything to do with it and what happens is um just to give us some game like you talk to these park managers they're just want some help like hey um i came across it. or you can just act like you're going to live in the park if you know um if you're brand new at this hey um, i'm thinking about moving a mobile home in i was wondering if you guys pay for the cost of moving 99 percent of the time the park will pay for the move because they know they're going to get that money back within six months or so and then some. So uh, talking to the park managers about if they move homes or not. And also you want to talk to park, I mean, um, park owners as well. Uh, The managers will always give you the number. um, If that's something that they don't feel comfortable with, they'll just say like, here, just talk to the owner. Uh, They'll give you some um, information on that. And what's nice about that is when they pay for, when they're bringing in a home, um, you can act like you're going to live in it or you can just come in there and just say like what I'm saying, like we'll just bring this up to park standards. I'll bring in some value into this park. Um, They'll give you lot rent, you know, for like three to six months free as you're working on on the home. I mean, there's just a lot of um, perks to bringing in these homes because I mean, you're, you know that you're getting a pretty good deal on it because you're, you don't have to pay for any move. And normally when people need a home moved, they really don't want anything to do with it. It's inherited. It's been sitting um, They're They're getting a brand new house built. So it needs to be moved before the people start working on the house. So. So it sounds like, you know, when it comes to mobile home investing, it's, it's an, in, and it's like an inexact science, so to speak. But once you get your feet in, you kind of know based on the area, uh, and I'm assuming that you stay pretty much in Columbus and in in that area, in the surrounding area, so you get to know a particular area. Okay, so you're not looking to go into another state or something where you're not familiar with the territory then in that case. 
if I wholesale, I will, I will do like some wholesaling. If, um, I just come across some deals cause I get deals, um, all over. They call me and text me like, Hey, I got a, a home. Um, what can you do with it? So I'll just connect them and just make the middleman. If I do do anything that's outside of the state here. Well, explain, you, you use a term and I want our, our viewers and listeners to understand you, uh, what is wholesaling? Explain wholesaling. wholesaling. Yeah. Absolutely. So wholesaling is when you get a seller lead and you technically don't want to buy it yourself. It's out of your criteria or you're not in the area or anything like that. And you push that deal onto basically a, a park owner, a park manager, or sometimes an end buyer. End buyer can be a little bit tougher because uh, they're not an investor. So when they see that you're making a $12,000 check, they kind of feel some type of way. But so you're taking a deal and you're bringing the deal to someone that's going to help them out. And then you just make the middleman money in between. So, right. so you just kind of mark it up. So if somebody's selling something for five grand, you'll mark it up to seven and then just, you know, make the difference. It's not a commission. It's just a markup, you know? Yep. Okay. All right. Good. Good. What, what do you, what do you see as the most profitable way to invest in mobile homes? Is it fix and flips, buy and hold, uh, or some other, is, is that the two options you have fix and flip and buy and hold? Is that pretty much when it comes to mobile home outside of mobile home, outside of buying a mobile home park? I want to say a lot of people ask me, well, how do I know what my niche is? It depends. Um, since I've done all of the niches, I'm pretty comfortable with every, anything can be profitable, but if you're better at wholesaling, you're going to profit more on wholesaling because you don't have the contractors or the help to help you do a fix and flip. A fix and flip can always be profitable if you have your contractors are online, you have reliable, steady workers, and you have a buyer's list that is as long as it goes, like how I do. Um, or my favorite is seller financing um, because you can always mark up that price because there's going to be interest on the end of it because I got to wait for my money to come. Um, I think for me, I like to do seller financing. I like to get that down payment because most of the time what I put into the home is my down payment. I mean, that's what, you know, people are like, wow, that's a lot, but this is going to be your home though. You know, so go ahead and put about $5,500 down. That's what I put into it. And then uh, sell it on terms for uh, X amount of dollars for five, six years. And at the end of it, you're like, wow, I just made like uh, 26 or 36 grand over the past. And I didn't really even do nothing, but put a little bit of work into this home. So when you say seller financing, you mean that, the person you're buying the mobile home park, you know, takes back the note. Is that what you're talking about? Okay. So if you, if for example, that you just gave, if they, if they're selling it to you for five grand, you might put, you know, a couple thousand down and then, you know, uh, sell a finance. That way you don't have to qualify. You don't have to go to the bank and none of that stuff. Okay. That and, too. Like, and also, I don't like to say rent. Because when people say rent, that means that when a pipe busts or, or something happens, they're going to be calling you. I like to say pay, uh, making payments or seller financing because that way they know that this is your home. Anything that happens to it, you're going to be responsible for that. So that's what I mean by uh, seller financing there because okay. I don't really rent too much. It's, uh, I will every now and then if uh, I just feel like, uh, you know, for a change, but seller financing is where it's at. And so you're looking to take back the note in those, in those situations that you, you become the bank, so to speak. And, and, exactly. I, you know, and, and that's a, 
a principle in single family home investing because, you know, uh, and we, my wife and I, we're going to be transitioning into that because, you know, when somebody uh, is um, looking to, um, you know, purchase the property, they're going to take a little better care of it. You know, and that, and like exactly. you say, and you make a deal like, okay, don't call me if the pipe starts. You know, hey, that's this is your house. It's like you know, you went to the you bank. You can exactly. You can't go to the bank and say, listen, my pipe broke. You know, you need to come fix it. No, no, no. You own it and you take care of it. And that's the way you know. And that's what we're looking to transition into because for for a couple of reasons. But one because if you said you get less headaches because they're going to take care of the property. They're going to make sure that anything that happens, they take care of because it's their property. Now, the other side of it, if they miss payments, then you take it back, you know? So exactly. exactly. That's my next thing. If they, uh, if they don't pay like after two months, really after a month, cause I shouldn't really have to, uh, be hassling and chasing anybody for some lot rent. because I mean, on average rent out here is about at least $1,100. Now it's getting high. Wow. Rent rent for a mobile home, usually you have your, let's just say $300 is lot rent. Okay, I'm just going to throw this out there. $300 lot rent, that's included in your rent. And let's just say I usually do payments of about $350 towards the home. So all in all, you're paying about $650 to $750 in rent. And I ask them to, um, just to make sure like, okay, you're able to cover the costs and over this amount of years. So, I mean, you're really cutting the cost down almost by half, Um you know, I shouldn't have to. So like you said, and that's the beauty of it too. If you missed a payment or two, I'm just going to go ahead and take them keys back and bring on somebody else who's qualified. Else who's- so. <laughs> and, and, and the reality, reality is that, you know, events, uh, have, having a mobile home is just, you already shared, you pay a lot rent plus, you know, whatever you're paying for the actual mobile home is six, $700 in total. And that's about when some of these areas, that's all they really can afford. And, 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 you know, there's not much you could do about that unless they upgrade their skills, get a better job. But that makes a sense. So on the, on if you were taking back on the 350 um, seller financing, what would that mobile home have cost you? Typically, five grand, ten grand, twenty grand. For uh, if somebody was to buy it, or if right. I was well, well, in terms of how much money do you have in it? What did you get it for? Okay. So, for, so if I was to uh, let's just say on a typical deal like my last deal. Um, I buy it and I usually try to, I always try to stay within a ballpark within about eight to 10 grand. Sometimes okay. it's more than that. Uh, sometimes just sometimes more than that or less than that. But um, I usually like to stay within that when that's what purchase price. If I have to pay any type of taxes on it or um, and rehab costs as well. Okay. So, and usually if I was to uh, seller finance that, bam, I'm going to get at least half that money down to what I put in there and then sell the rest on terms. Or if I was to have a cash offer, sometimes I'll, I'll do cash offers. I guess I, I don't, I, I don't need to hold everything, mm. but um, I'll go ahead and resell that. Let's just say I'm in about eight grand. I'll go ahead and especially in this one particular part, I'll sell for about between 26 and 30 grand as a cash offer. Wow. So, okay. Wow, that's that's pretty neat. And you may have only you you bought it for eight or ten grand. 
but you'll sell it for 26 or finance it over five or 10 years to get that kind of money at the end. Just like banks do when they, you know, when you buy a home, you're going to pay two or three times what you paid for it in interest and principal payments. Okay. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Cause I know like in, in, in real estate, I like, I like buying whole only, be, only because, <laughs> and this is just me, you know, as you can tell with the beard, I'm a little long in the tooth here. Uh, I just turned 63 this past October and so yeah. my deal is that I don't want a job and, buy, and, and fixing and flipping is a job. And that's OK. If you want to do that, you can make some good money. Matter of fact, on the end, our strategy is that we're going to probably max out about 15 or 20 properties. And then on in about year three or four, we'll do some fix and flips to pay off the mortgages. You follow me? Yeah. That's the way. Yeah. But I, I like fix and flips because I know here in Atlanta and some of the areas going to gentrification where they're buying homes for like 50 grand. And then rehabbing them and selling them for two fifty. Can you imagine? Yeah. You know that kind of stuff going on. Obviously, those kind of numbers are not in the mobile home investing, um, but definitely it's an option that you can do. One of the things that I always um, think, because you know, in your in your case, well, I'll just get to the question. The question mm-hmm. is that you have to decide, because I know you've had some bumps and bruises, and to get through the bumps and bruises. You've got to have your why. You know, why am I doing this? Because if you don't have that, then as soon as an obstacle comes, you'll say, all right, I'm done with this. I'm going to move on to, to multi-level marketing or something or, you know, flipping burgers. So do you do you stress to to, to some people to, to figure out their why who come to you about investing? to find Because oh, it, it has to be strong enough that you're going to have some moments where I say, you know, why am I doing this again? Oh, okay. I'm doing it because yes. I want to retire in five years or, or whatever. So how, explain, yeah. walk us through that, the, the why of, of doing Absolutely. something. I, I love that question because uh, I, I probably ask myself why about five, six times a day sometimes. Cause sometimes <laughs> I mean, you know how it is when you uh, are, are your own worker. I don't have a big team or I mean, right. all that. You have to have your why. Um, my why is my kids, and I don't like working. I do not <laughs> want to ever punch a clock. I don't want to have to work or uh, be underneath somebody and have to worry like that. Right. So that that uh, and that's up to anyone else. Like, why is your honest why? And for me, it's always educate yourself. Every day, I'm still learning something. See, back then, mobile home investing did not have a lot of education, so we just took a lot of spent way too much we did not learn anything we just learned as we go so always know your why and always to network and and educate yourself every day and it doesn't have to be an all-day process if you just i know a lot of people they scroll on facebook or or they get sidetracked on shopping and then they're in something else and then somebody then called them if you just take 20 to 30 minutes a day and just educate yourself and practice and then put yourself uh you know you're staying active you're you're out there you're trying the deals are going to come now, if you're just sitting at home doing nothing, you're just waiting on the deals for, you know, that's not going to probably work out for everyone. So. And, that, and that's important. And, you know, my wife and I, you know, when we, deci- we decided that, you know, we want to spend our golden years. My wife is a little younger than me. She's eight or nine years younger than me. So she's a baby. But anyway, <laughs> and so I had to say, I said, you know what? You know, I, I was self-employed years ago. I enjoyed it because, you know, 
Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you're self-employed, nobody tells you how much you're worth. You're worth as much as you can hustle out there and get things going. I just saw something ridiculous where Kanye West is worth $6.6 billion. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, if he could do it, <laughs> you know, now he's he might got- do it. Exactly. You know, and, you know, and whatever you think about Kanye West, I said, well, he's got the bank down. He's supposed to be the, I think he surpassed growth. Now, whether that is true or not, I just read it on Celebrity Network or whatever, which I have issues with that. But then my point is that, you know, nobody tells you how much you're worth. You're worth as much as you could put in the work and get things going and build yourself a portfolio. And no one can tell you that you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, whereas you work at a job, they're going to value you. Oh, you're worth 50000 You're worth 25000 yeah. You're worth 100000 whatever. And that's yeah. it. But you might be worth 10, 20 times that based on your ability to mo- be motivated and to yeah. execute based on your why and pick a strategy that is, that is going to work. And I always encourage yes. people, you know, to do that. And the other thing I think that you hit on, cause I want to want you to talk about this. So you did all this studying, you know, you get to read all these books and all this stuff. And then eventually you've got to say, you know what I've done. It. I've, I've, I've t- run into people who say they're real estate investors and haven't invested in anything. They're taking classes for yeah. two or three years. I'm like, you got to pull the trigger. I said, because I'm a person yes. that I learned by doing, I don't know about you, but I learned by doing, getting in there and doing that. I don't like to do manual stuff. I'm not about to go in there and rehab. I ain't doing that. Okay. But I learned by doing, I learned so much on our first deal that I said, you know what? I like this. I like that. I like now I own that house and, uh, and that's exciting. So just going. And another thing is a lot of people want this whole get rich overnight thing. Like this took a lot of patience. Right. It's a lot of patience and a lot of time. And I mean, me and my fiance used to be up at like two, three in the morning because we have little kids and we're sitting there watching YouTube or we're on um, we're on Instagram and we're looking at other people. And I mean, it's uh, it takes a lot of patience in this. A lot of people do not understand that. And um, like you said, you got to pull the trigger when you I know, like sometimes the first five calls are the hardest of talking and you're stumbling or you don't really sound like you know what all you're doing but all that practice takes a lot i'm just practicing will get you there sometimes i'm still 
So and what and, and you you said something earlier today about mobile home investing that struck a chord to me. You said a couple of things that did, but the one thing you said, deals started coming to you. When you're out there as a real when you get some business cards and say you're a real estate investor, people will bring stuff to you. I've had deals brought to me. I'm like, oh, I wish I could pull the trigger on this, you know, and you just you have to try to find partners to do some of these deals because there's folks out there wholesaling, finding stuff. And then they look at real estate investors and we know how to crunch the numbers. And they know that if you've done stuff that that tells you that you're in the market and you'll get so many. Once you start telling people that you're a real estate investor, I've started telling people uh, I'm a real estate investor. I'm an educator, okay, you know, and uh, and I said, and education is my side hustle, <laughs> but I'm a realist. That's how I identify myself. And when you say that, I remember I was talking to a principal, and he told me he just moved down here from New York, and he lived in Brooklyn. He had a brownstone. Get this, he had a brownstone that he bought for four or five hundred thousand. It's now worth a million. So I told him, I said, yeah, I'm a real estate investor. He said, oh, really? He said, I got some property. I'm trying to do this. I said. You've got a half a million dollars of equity. You know that you would own the uh, city that uh, Macon, Georgia is where I invested. You would own that city with a half a million dollars because if you buy, I said, and so but I left it at that and he never contacted me again. He said he wanted to find out, but he's sitting on a half a million dollars. He could, uh, you could retire. He'd be retired in two or three years. It oh, literally, yeah. Because, you know, with our single family homes, we get like 15% on our money. So you can imagine fifteen percent of a of a half a million dollars. That's a lot of money, and right. that's just you know. So, but anyway, everybody's yeah. not. And the other thing, people like to talk the talk, but don't walk the walk. I mean, they'll say, "Hey, I want to be a a millionaire or whatever." Okay, well, yes. what are you doing to do that? I said, you know, stop watching TV, stop watching We TV, which I, I, there's two programs I watch on there: Law and Order and Criminal Minds. <laughs> I, all that other stuff, you know, they, they have to anyway. And I found out that it was woman. Woman Entertainment TV. That explained a lot of the shows that are on it. But you've got to decide what your why is and then come up with a strategy and then eventually pull the trigger on it. What do you feel is the things that stop people from pulling the trigger? What is it that, that when you talk to people, say, uh, well, you come back a, a year later, six months later, they still haven't done anything after, you know, attending yes. one of your seminars or, or getting your counseling? What stops them? I would them? say for sure the number one thing is lack of education. Wow. Uh, okay, when I first started back in 2016, I had inboxes flying in. And with me being the person I am, I'm answering these phone calls and, and spending hours and hours of, you know, just trying to um, give them all the game. And then when I see them not doing anything with it, I was like, oh, yeah, I got to put a program together. And this is what y'all got to do. And after that, then y'all can contact me because then I know that you're more serious about it because you don't purchase the program and you're going to go ahead and go forward with the mentoring. So what's stopping people is lack of education. And when you put, I always like to call it this, um, when you have too much space in between, you know, from the time that you started and you're like, well, I'm just going to take a couple weeks off and then I'm going to cap back into it. No, this is like an everyday thing. I mean, I even still do it on the weekends and they're like, you got to take a break sometime. It's, I, I just, I, every day I'm doing something that's going to work towards either finding my next deal, my next fun, uh, single family home. I mean, stuff like that. Lack of education is what's stopping people, honestly. Yeah, well, my whole thing is that, you know, um, that I always sometimes believe that there's some analysis paralysis. They analyze, they analyze and analyze, and then they don't do anything. 
They're just looking at deals and never saying, okay, pulling the trigger on that. I think that's, that's one of the things that unfortunately happens with a lot of some. Um, so I think it's important that folks get to the point where that you commit, like in six months, I'm going to do my first deal, three months or whatever. Uh, yeah. I know my wife and I, we had to look at, oh, we looked at oh, 20, 30, 40 deals, maybe more before we pulled the trigger on one. Because once you start looking, you get an idea. You just look at something. Oh, okay. All right. This needs this. This needs that. Or this area is not going to work. Then you'll know what you're looking at. And I think yes. that's important. Is, is that the case with mobile home investing? You can look at a deal or look at oh, a thing yes. and say, oh, I, could, I know I can make X amount of dollars on this one. Absolutely. And what's crazy is that if you don't hop on that deal, somebody done already bought it. And, and I mean, within a matter of hours or days, I mean, sometimes with single family homes, you can kind of, you know, okay, I'll get back with you tomorrow type thing. But with mobile homes, you have got to jump on it. You have got to get on here on these. Um, I like, I still like Craigslist. Craigslist is old school. A lot of people don't have Facebook marketplace or Instagram. Um, looking on uh Facebook marketplace, looking on just Google, let alone, and you just hop right on it here. I was wondering if your mobile home's still for sale um, and just talk to them. These are just real people. These are not uh, investors or, I mean, they just are regular people that need help. And I think that mobile home sellers are the most humblest people ever. They, they, I don't, I want to say like, they don't have a lot of money, but they don't have, um, they don't have that uh, that mentality of, oh, oh, I got, you know, this going on and that going on. They just want some help and they just want to move on with their life. And that and that's and that's important. I think and a lot of times what I see is that, you know, you've got people who are in the marketplace. Uh, and also, I think and I, and I want to get your take on this, is that a lot of times the best deals. Don't hit the market. They don't like, like, for example, I have a real estate agent down in, in South Georgia who has a list of investors. <laughs> okay. Actually, the investors are outside the country, Saudi Arabia, Europe, South America. Mm-hmm. And he says that when a property comes up, I can look at it and say, I know XYZ guy is going to want this. And I call him, it never hits the, the MLS or none of that. You know, and yep. the best deals, is that the case with mobile home investing? The best deals, never, you never yeah. hear about it, you know, that, that that these guys have private folks like you. They might say, you might be on the list, say, well, let me call, you know, Chanel, because I know she'll jump on this. And that'll, absolutely you know, that yeah. happens a lot? Okay. I get about, I mean, just off-market regular leads, I still get about at least, I mean, on a slow week, like 10 to 20 of just wow. people who have typed in because I, I use a CRM system. So when somebody types in on Google, I need to sell my mobile home. My website is a first website. And so I get that call of, hey, I just want to move. I don't have a for sale sign. I don't have it listed up anywhere. But is this something that you're interested in? So just by leads like that, um, that's one way to use it or um, driving around. Uh, you can always see like if homes look a little disheveled or um, somebody might have a for sale sign uh, in their in their yard or something, um, how to catch deals. Not every deal is on Marketplace or like you said, at all. You just sometimes have to actually do the work. Um, and I just uh, recently started my CRM system about a couple years ago um, because there is a lot of people that need help. Uh, this is a that's the beauty about a real estate. You can call a realtor. You can call an investor. I mean, there's a million ways to sell your house, but with mobile homes, a lot of people feel stuck. They don't know what to do. So they end up either a tearing it down. Um, and it could be a nice mobile home. So they spend a lot of money on tearing it down 
or they just uh, just let it rot. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it, it's interesting. We were down because um, I got my nephew uh, into he lives in Lincoln, uh, Nebraska. He's a big mucky muck with a company called Emeritus. But anyway, um, he came down, you know, and over a weekend, we looked at 30 or 40 houses. OK, easily 10 a day or something like that. And he pulled the trigger on one. But so I like, you know, sharing that with, with people to, to let them know that there are, there, are, there are options out there. But do you find yourself having to? you know, go back to certain areas, certain areas that you have an affinity for that just you found a lot of deals in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Usually if I'm looking to move mobile homes, uh, Columbus is pretty, um, uh, it's pretty big here. Now on the outskirts, when you're in the Vils or you're in um, like the little itty bitty, uh, small trinket areas, those are where all the good deals are. Um, you can always, uh, find deals like that. Or if you want, cause there, I looked it up. There's 55 parks here. You can just go right down the list and start calling wow. these parks and ask them for deals. Like, Hey, I was wondering if you had any handyman specials or if you know any homes that are going to be for sale. If it's a no, no, they can hit them with the, well, you know what? I found a mobile home and I'm thinking about moving one into the park and just keep the conversation going and you build a relationship. And most of the time, these park managers will remember you because there's not a lot of mobile home investors that will remember like, okay, she did say she'll probably move in the park and she'll call me in a couple weeks about it or, you know, something like that. So, so if you find a home, a mobile home on a, that's, that's being for sale on a, on a, you know, on a field say, how much does it cost to move, move it from there to a, to a park? Is it based on the mileage or how do you figure that out? Usually it's based off of mileage. I've had some parks, they tell me I don't want to go anywhere out two hours outside of where we are. And I've had it to where some people say they'll go all the way up to Michigan and and Pennsylvania and all type of stuff. So it depends on what the park is going to pay for. I mean, if so, on average, I, um, I have moved homes that have always been around here. Um, into this one park, I've, I've built a great relationship over the past five years, and they'll do up to two up to two hours. Mm. Usually, uh, what they pay is about three grand to thirty five hundred dollars for um, for just a regular standard fourteen by seventy home. Usually, they do not want to move a home that is a nineteen seventy three and below. Okay. Some might want a 1990 and above, but it just depends on the park. If it's a 73, but it's in great condition, I get a lot of my 73s from a senior community um, because they're trying to either move in um, newer homes like the 20s or 21s, and they're just trying to move out the older ones. And some of these parks don't mind the older homes. They just want to collect that lot rent and fill up their park to look better. So the mobile home park would pay the three or four grand to move it? Really? Wow. Yes. Yes, they sure do. They, 99% of the time, they will pay for that move. I have never came across a park that will not pay for the move. So, and the move is contingent upon the mobile home going into their park and getting charged lot rent basically. Yep. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and you don't even have to find the movers. The park already has about six different references that they they'll use. So it's just a you matter, just you finding the deal and uh, what you're going to do with it, how you want to, um, what's your exit strategy. So another thing is um, when you do have the home moved in and what I love about it is the maintenance man, or, I mean, everyone's so helpful around there. So if you need help with um, setting it up, or connecting, like you're connecting all your plumbing or connecting your electric, um, just to even get it up and running at least, 
they always have references for you as well. So as somebody that's brand new, that doesn't know anything, you do have a lot of help just within the park itself. Got it. So you could, if you found a, a mobile home in a lot, on a lot somewhere, not in the mobile home park, and you say, and you purchase it, and you say, I want to put it in your park, then they'll go get it, okay, after you yeah. bought it, bring it, put it on the lot and everything, I guess hook it up and all that to utilities and all that stuff. And then, of course, then you do the renovation then if it's necessary once it's on the park, and then you, you go and find a, um, a, a, a uh, buyer for the property, for the, uh, for the home. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Sometimes when I, um, like right now, I just moved into uh, two mobile homes um, in this past week and I'm already finding a buyer for it, even though I haven't even touched it yet. So you wow. can always just get people qualified. And because I know out here, there's not a lot of homes. There isn't not for sale. That's ready to go. Um, and uh, I mean, people are looking and they will wait. I've had people wait a whole year for a mobile home that they will, yes, they will wait. Cause they, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Cause like you said, the rent is getting high. People don't want to commit to a house. And I mean, just the cost of living, let's just add it up here. You have your lot rent, $300 An average bill for electric bills, maybe $40. And that's for like a family of four. Okay. Then you have your water. Water is only maybe 20 bucks. So we're already looking at like 340, uh, $370. I mean, for a living in a mobile home is under $500 just for all the utilities, a lot rent, just to, just to have everything up and running and living. And if, and if you buy it on cash. So now do you have a team of people that do the renovations or do you swing a hammer and get out there? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Recently I've been having to go out there and swing a hammer and lay, lay, uh, lay some flooring myself, but really? um, I will pay the maintenance man, um, what he, usually they get paid an hour, but I, I normally will just tell them like, I'll pay by the job or sometimes they're nice. They're like, here, just pay me the hour. Um, just pay me the hourly. I'll make the hourly from the uh, park. And then you just pay me $2 an hour, you know? Uh, so I'll just make like pretty much double for the day. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a sweet way to go. I mean, to be able to make that happen like that. So it, it, recap to me, how do you find your deals? You mentioned Craigslist. Uh, where, what other places do you go? Uh, Facebook Marketplace. Where else do you find find deals? Yep. My number one is always uh, Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist. You can always Google search like mobile homes near me. Another thing that a lot of people don't know is these dealers. Um, now, everyone write this down. These dealers who are actually moving these mobile homes um, they're kind of in a bind because these dealers, they, they're moving these older homes out, but they don't know where to put them. No, nobody really wants to buy them. They need a little bit of work. Um, so they have to actually spend money to set it somewhere to the side while they're pulling in the new home, the 2019, 2020 home. So even just talking to these dealers and you can just Google that uh, mobile home dealers and just say, Hey, I was wondering if you had any older homes that uh, you might be interested in selling. And they'll say, heck yeah, I have about 12 of them. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, dealers know, it, is another- Well, it's interesting. Um, about six months ago, I went down and, and looking at some properties and come to find out, um, and these properties were probably between 40, 50, maybe 55. Come to find out when I did the research on them on Zillow, they were mobile homes. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking, and they were in, they were in, I'm just going to say a subdivision. 
you know, and in some areas, you know, some divisions are not that particular, you know, yeah. I guess, you know, some of the older ones, I was like, whoa. So here's my question, because I might pull the trigger on some of these. Uh, is there financing available for mobile homes? Absolutely. So um, if it is a subdivision, a lot of these uh, people who are selling these mobile homes, you can finance if, I mean, it's all a numbers game. They just want their money. Oh, if it's over time, then that's fine too. Um, I have never bought a mobile home on payments, but I know that that's an option out there. So if you was to, um, cause I've been thinking about it too. Like if I was to purchase a brand new home and I'm, and I'm uh, just going to pay for the lot rent and I'm going to go ahead and pay for the payment of the home. I will just mark that rent up a little bit higher to make that passive income, but make sure that the costs is all covered, but they're still getting a good deal because normally when you're financing a mobile home, I've seen the numbers. Uh, usually it's about 500 bucks um, with lot rent included because they want to make sure that everything's affordable um, over term. So, uh, yes, that's a, definitely an option. So, I mean, if somebody doesn't really want to do a lot of the work or if you want a brand new mobile home, I mean, it's already laid out, beautiful. Um, you are able to um, put that on someone else and just mark it up a little bit more and, and keep it that way. What type of renovations would you have to do to a mobile home? I'm just in my mind. I'm thinking about the mobile homes I've been in. I mean, you've got carpet tile, um, cabinets. I mean, what type of renovations would you do? Because you you've got a fixed space and don't, don't have a lot of things to do. So, how? What type of of, of, of renovations do you normally have to do to a property? Absolutely. My my main thing is when I first go into a mobile home, I want to make sure that there are no soft spots. Usually, there are soft spots. Mean normally by the windows or by the door or by the in the bathroom where the, there's a lot of water. Um, there could be like some type of leakage or it could just mean that the plywood might need to be replaced. I mean, over time, it, it eventually will. Um, I want to say that usually that's my first thing is taking out some of that uh, plywood and then replacing it and putting new carpet on there. That's what I usually look for. If it's not the electric, the plumbing, the HVAC system or the hot water tank, if everything, if those are all good, you got a good deal. So it doesn't even matter what the uh, price is. If it's pretty much cosmetic, like just you need to um, fix some of the uh, soft spots in the floor or maybe just throw some paint on the walls. Um, and I mean, I usually use um, LVP flooring, pretty cheap, pretty durable, rent, rentable grade. Uh, and I mean, you really can't, there's really not a lot of space. I mean, when you're working with a three bedroom, I mean, um, maybe a little bit of trim, some paint in the bedrooms. And normally you want to focus on like the bathroom, but the bathroom's not the biggest. So you just got a little vanity, uh, maybe some paint, maybe some light fixtures. And then you got your kitchen. And I mean, that's probably where the, where the most of the money usually goes in when you need to, um, you, you know, maybe you might want to rip up the countertop, but sometimes I don't, I just make sure everything is clean and livable and, and they have a nice home that is going to heat up and, and be nice for their family to enjoy. So that's the beauty about it. A lot of people think like, this isn't like real estate. You don't need a granite countertop, marble flooring, marble everything. Like you just need something that is clean, livable. And I mean, your inbox will be flooding and calls will be going. Um, Cause I remember when I, when I did that, my first flip and I did so much to it. Like it was a, like, cause it was in real estate. Uh, like a lot of people tore it up, not tore it up, but they tore it out and um, did their own stuff to it. 
And that's and that's the thing, you know, because and one thing I learned about real estate events, investing, and I'm sure you had to find this out with mobile home investing, is that you can't apply your standards to what people will accept. Does that make sense? You, you smile. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. You know, you say, well, I wouldn't live here, but there's a lot of folks that say, hey, this is nice, you know, because it's an upgrade from where yeah, they were. Yep, that is exactly what I want. When they're, when they're coming from somebody's, you know, they done lived all together or somebody's basement or, or they're coming from a place where it's so high in rent, but they, they got all these extra stuff. When you're in an apartment, you know how an apartment might might treat you. Right. Um, they're just happy that they get to call something their own. And that's what it really is. They get something that's their own. You take that title, that title is just like a car title and they can do whatever they want with it in, in their lifetime. So right. it's now, a smart... Do- do they have, do they have, uh, is it good to use a mobile home for an office, office space? Have you encountered I have that? Had that? I have had people co- uh, reach out to me and say, hey, do you have a space where I can just rent out uh, for my office? Mm. Absolutely, you can. So where would you put a mobile home like that? I mean, would you put it still in a, in a, in a mobile home park and then they use it as an office because, you know, they're working from home or whatever? Absolutely. So they, they wants to purchase a mobile home. I mean, it could be in a park. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like on land or, or in some big fancy area. If they just want a space, cause I know how it is working from home. Sometimes you got to get away to get some stuff done, especially uh, everyone's being quarantined and got kids and all that. Get you a little mobile home and just rent out that space or pay for one for cash. And that way you can just have your own space and have your team there. That's more focused. Does the area have to be zoned commercial or could just be at a mobile home park and you just have a, you just decided you don't live there, but you just use it as your office. That, that's right. You don't have to zone it for anything. Just use it as your office. Right. right. And, and, and that makes sense because, you know, if you think about it, I mean, anybody could have a house in a subdivision that is not their house, but they're using it as an office. And unless you have a whole bunch of traffic going on and all that stuff, ain't nobody going to yep. know. Right. Unless you tell them, they'll never know. They'll never know. Now I know we have about, about four or five minutes left. You do some training. So share about your training, how people can access your knowledge to help them get started in uh, home mobile home investing. How they, how do they, how can they reach out to you? Absolutely. I love this. Uh, So over the past, since 2016, all my knowledge, everything that I have learned over the years, um, I started on my program in 2019 um, my program is exactly the steps that I've took and what I've done to learn the basics of mobile home investing. So if you're coming in as a brand new, you don't really know anything about what to look for, what to, um, how to talk to these sellers, buyers, managers, park owners. I mean, just the whole nine yards of it. That is what is in my program here. That is what I wish I would have had back then. Cause I would have had a little bit of more knowledge and, and I could have went through that over and over again and listened and there's paperwork in there, contracts, um, financing contracts. I mean, the whole night. So you don't really have to look for anything. Um, and so my program is on my Instagram page, mobile home mom. And as well as it follows up with a mentoring program. If you want, if you feel like you still need some extra guidance and that extra push. So. And that's how I found you (laughs) on mobile home mom. That's mobile home mom on Instagram and your Facebook page is the same. Is the same. Yep. Same. Okay. Great. 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 So, in in closing, what do you wish you knew then that you know now? What what, what one or two things you said? Wow! If I knew then what I know now, I, this I, I, things would look out look a little different. What what would you say that would? Man, be? I would say like honestly, 
the value of what the homes I was giving out to people. Uh, I mean, I was so, I guess what type of person I am, I just want to make sure everyone's getting a good deal, but I gave everyone like free deals compared to what I am at now. I wish that I would have knew how to value what I, my value was. I feel like that I wasn't um, giving myself enough credit back then on how to value my homes. I mean, I literally basically gave homes away, gave knowledge away, gave a lot of things away over the years. And now these past couple of years, I've really tightened up on that. But um, I really wish that I would have knew uh, what's in my course of how to value my homes. Mm. These people are getting a whole home, cheap rent, and I gave it away for only like 10 grand, eight grand, 7,500. And I'm like, now I'm looking back, like I should have either held on some of those or <laughs> I should have marked them up about four times more than that. So, but it, it was a learning experience. And, and over time you learn, you live and you learn, you know, now it's crazy because these parks, they're selling these homes, um, that need a lot of work to them and they're selling them for like 20, 30 grand. I'm like, that's when I started noticing, like, I'm given a whole home with brand new everything and it's cheaper than that. So that's when I started knowing, like, yeah, it's time to do the switch here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Chanel Mobile Home Mom on Instagram and Facebook. Please check her out, you know, and, uh, you know, take advantage of the knowledge and invest in her courses because, you know, you got to have your why. You're not going to get out of this life. How are you going to get out of this life alive? That's what I call it. Retire. That's called retirement, you know, and eventually you want to be able to do that. So thank you so much, Chanel. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed this. Thank you. All right. Take care now. Yeah. She's, it's always, these women are just really knocking it out the park now these days. And I just think that it's really important, you know, that we, um, you know, uh, you know, give people an opportunity to be able to, you know, uh, you know, you know, be able to, investing mobile homes single family homes whatever it is that you think that you might you know might want to do from that standpoint so uh i just think it's exciting to do that so thank you so much for that once again you've been listening to your personal finance with dr charles ross and we'll see you back here next time same channel same place i take care now bye-bye as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.